1: Oklahoma almost always trips over their own dick at least once. Plus, you're going to have the entire conference, like, pissed off and, like, really gunning for them. I think it's pretty easy to uh, predict
0: they're going to lose one game, at least one game. But probably not Bedlam. No. (laughs) No.
2: Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football, football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, here with you to discuss the finer points of soccer, which is what we call it in America, as well as football, which they call it in England, but also the other football that we call it in America. I don't actually know what they call it in England, probably American football regardless. Uh, This week's episode is a a good one. We've got a good friend of the pod, Tim, to discuss some fun Pac-12 preview stuff. And of course, co-host Greg to discuss soccer as well as the Pac-12 preview stuff. This week's episode is brought to you by the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. You can check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com for all of your HR and employment law needs. So let's get right into it. How's it going, Coach?
0: Hello. I'm Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm all right.
2: I'm all right. Just uh, my 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 day started like twelve hours ago, which I guess for for our listeners because uh, you don't know what time it is when I'm recording this. Um, my day started today at 5 a.m. because I wanted to watch Spurs.
0: That sounds awful.
2: Yeah, it was great. Uh, also, I've have, I've have children, so they were up anyways. So yeah,
0: well. 50, yeah. then.
2: Yeah, right. Like, it, it's like I've, I've, I've chosen to do this in multiple ways. And,
0: and every single one of those choices had led me to waking up at 530 in the morning. I was going to say, it's more like you found a silver lining for the reason that you had to be up at five in the morning. Right. Exactly.
2: So, uh, so yeah. So, outside of being up at five in the morning, uh, today was a fun day of soccer for me.
0: A lot of things went your way,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, my Sunday league, we lost three to nothing. So, well, uh, who cares? Yeah. The, uh, the LA Reds are now 0 and 2. Uh, we have a goal differential of negative four.
0: Um, so, is that better or worse than Arsenal?
2: We are doing better than Arsenal. That's what we're going to do. That's what like, like we're going to compare teams that wear red. Um, we are doing better than Arsenal at the moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Zero the points.
2: Same. We are the same. Both Arsenal and LA Reds. Are 0 and 2, 0 and 2 with a zero to four goal differential. Neither of us have scored a goal yet. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Uh, I think that was a little bit more acceptable for Arsenal today. Last week is still hilarious. <laughs>
2: it's never going to stop being funny.
0: No, um, they, they are. That's like the ultimate Arsenal thing.
2: Uh, I mean, like, I I think Gooners know. And increasingly, I think I think Gooners
0: know. Gunners. It's called. They're both. I think. Yeah,
1: uh-huh.
0: I think Gunners is what they uh, usually call the team, and the Gooners are like the hooligan fans of the Gunners.
2: So, so it would make sense for it to be Gooners, no, because of Sparty, no. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that makes more sense. Like, I, do do they have a, a mascot?
0: I think it's just the Reds, right?
2: No, but like I'm saying, like, do they have
0: like an anthropomorphic? Uh, no, I know I don't think I don't think it is. I think they're just the reds well, I mean they're they have the the badge is a cannon right so i'm i mean
2: i'm 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 wondering what I'm wondering is is there like some anthropomorphic cannon that we do not know about that could be potentially hilarious
0: I don't think so, but I do seem to remember no, they have some sort of uh Gunnersaurus. that's it because um <laughs> Meso- those, those will... Yeah, yeah. I had to pay for it. Yeah, yep, we got there. We got there. Uh, so, uh, Gunnersaurus, no, that's, <laughs>
2: not, that's not elegant. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so Gunnersaurus no was was the Brentford game. It's not Gunnersaurus no when you lose two 0 to Chelsea.
0: No, but a team that it's not just that they were recently promoted, Brentford was recently promoted. It's that their entire ethos <laughs> is being saved because. A childhood fan of theirs has a gambling problem, which is what we
2: all aspire to. Like, it really um, is. I, like, I think that like if I had a, a gambling problem and then I could just spend my time uh, either buying Tottenham or um, paying off players at
0: Michigan State University, like that would be like ideal. Yeah, you would. I mean, you just become a super booster. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or it's like a uh, spoiler alert. The the episode of ted lasso this week made a joke about afc wrexham and how they're not quite sure if uh them buying a joke buying the club was a joke or not so we haven't responded yet
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh and i think i think uh did oh did you see that um that ryan reynolds and and uh mac responded
0: yeah i uh and it's even funnier because they have like celebrity couple name stationary where it's a combination of both their names.
2: Yeah, R McReynolds. Yeah, that's it. Uh which wait, is that the name of the guy in um Everybody Wants Them?
0: McReynolds? McReynolds is, yeah. So it is I now don't remember his first name.
2: Yeah. It is now canon in my head uh that McReynolds uh is now working as the stationary provider for Ryan Reynolds and Mac. Whose name I can't remember. Rob McElnerney. Yeah, McIlrany. Whatever. Um, so, anyways, yes. So that is the the situation uh, as it currently stands for the LA Reds and also Arsenal. Uh, stay tuned to figure out which one of us wins a game or scores a goal first.
0: You know, honestly, you guys might have a better chance. <laughs> it's it's a possibility. Um,
2: elsewhere in the Premier League. So, so I, I guess we'll 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 talk about Tottenham last of the three games today, and then we can talk about the games yesterday. Um, so, uh, Southampton and Man United, uh, drew in, yes. in a game in which Man United scored two goals.
0: Uh, correct. There was a <laughs> wave off from VA Bar. Nope. They had an own goal. Oh, even better.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't really, it was like, uh, like one of those, like where it like deflected off of a player,
0: not like a stupid. Oh, yeah. Those aren't really own goals is such a weird concept to me because like for the most part, yeah. Like if you, if somebody takes a rocket from outside the 18 and a defender tries to like kick the ball away, but only redirects into the goal. Like usually I don't really think of that as an own goal. Like, no. but if that, a goalie drops a ball in front of the forward and he, he kicks it in like, yeah, okay. That was your fault. See my, my, my issue with the way that they assign own goals is that I, I think that it
2: should be like, there's like an, an intentionality about the whole thing. Like, when you back pass to your goalie and it goes in the net, you intended to kick the ball back. Like if you intended, or if you, you know, if, if it just like hits you, then like, eh, I don't see the intent of the matter. Um, but, but anyway, so that, that puts Manchester United, uh, you know, because, uh, standings really matter now, uh, outside of the top four.
0: So heaven forbid, Manchester
2: United to Europa league confirmed.
0: Yeah, let's make a lot of uh sweeping generalizations after two matches into the campaign. Number one, Man United is now on the cusp of Europa. You are now you're still a top six team, but you know, you're you're tenuously a top six team. Uh, Arsenal, congratulations, you are no longer top six, you are now regulation fodder. Uh, congratulations,
2: no regulation. Uh, but see, here's the thing is that if I told you I'm going to take three things. Okay. Chelsea and Liverpool are going to finish top four. Norwich is going to finish bottom three. And those are things that are currently currently as they currently stand. Would you take that bet? Yes. You would take that bet
0: for the, for the remainder of the year.
2: So you you're, you're betting that Norwich either Norwich or Chelsea Liverpool do not end up in relegation slash champions league spots.
0: Yeah, I would take that bet.
2: What okay. what well, what would you like to bet? You don't
0: actually gamble. This is a pointless <laughs>
2: conversation. I mean, I, I gamble in non-monet, like uh, non-financial. Like, all you know,
0: we can we can we can figure out a, a thing. Right, we can, yeah, we can figure out something and come back to it next week.
2: We'll come. So so if we remember this, we will we will come back and figure out what we are betting. So, anyways, so then Tottenham played today. They were far worse than their competition. Um, did you did you watch the game or no? I did not. Okay. Uh, They got one goal. It was on a penalty that was, uh, I'm going to say tenuous. Yep. Um, And outside of that penalty, which had a uh, XG of 0.79, Wolves out-XG'd Tottenham by about double. Jesus. Uh, They outshot Tottenham 25-8. to They had 58% of the ball. And they had actually equal number of shots on target. But still, the point is, is that uh, this game was like w- watching this game. It was so clear to me that that Wolves were better than Spurs. And that's the second game in a row in which that that that's happened.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
2: so uh, the rule of small sample sizes is that they continue
0: forever. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the law of small numbers. That's exactly how it works. Where, wherever you are at, uh, two matches is where you'll be after 34.
2: Congratulations to Tottenham as they qualify for Champions League. We're very excited and proud of you. That's not gonna happen. No. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, but the 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 other big news was that Harry Kane actually played.
0: Yeah, which, he came on as a sub, right?
2: Yeah, and they looked better when he was there because obviously. Well, duh. Yeah. Um, but it was it was interesting because like he didn't like fake some injury to not play, and the fans actually got behind him because the Wolves fans were just jeering him relentlessly, like like singing songs like "You're gonna be a mank in the morning," or uh, <laughs> like "Look at this green." Okay, but that's fastest. pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 it was it was all in good fun. Uh, and then the, the 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 traveling Spurs fans were like, "He's one of our own. He's worth more than your entire club." Which uh, is probably true i don't i mean i doubt we could buy
0: wolves for 150 million pounds
2: we I could th- probably th- leverage finance it though
0: okay i i assumed <laughs> we were talking about just the payroll of the club not the actual buying the value of the club i'm sorry that was my mistake
2: yeah but like you think that we could like do a leveraged buyout of the club for 150 million down i think so
0: i think you can i think that uh, most of the Premier League teams are worth a lot less than you think they are.
2: Yeah, because American American valuations are insane because we don't believe in
0: um, competition. Right. <laughs> like, outside of the top six, probably like eight or ten, I think that you, uh, Premier League clubs are wildly more affordable than the average person thinks they are. Well, like, here's the thing is that, like, you could buy Norwich, but, like,
2: you're not going to get this year. Like, let's say you, you want to buy Norwich this year. You're not going to get the Premier League income because that, like, there's no way you're going to negotiate that or you're going to pay for it directly. Right. Um, So that means, like, you're buying a club. And it's like, hey, what if I told you that this club is not going to be back in the Premier League for another six years? It's like, okay,
0: I'm, I'm not going to pay a huge premium for that. Right. I mean, if you were looking to buy a English... Soccer club, I don't know if you would look directly in the Premier League unless A, you've got God money or B, you know, one of the top ten or selling at a huge discount or something. I would look more in the championship on a team that's like on ascension and then try and ride that wave up to the EPO. All
2: right. So let I'm I'm going now to the League Two, which is the fourth division of English football.
0: Right, right obviously. now, obviously. League uh, two, fourth division. Got it. <laughs> uh, currently, the top squad,
2: or or let's let's go with the relegation fodder. Fodder. Right now, Oldham Athletic is 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 zero and four, uh, with a negative four goal differential. I think we should buy him.
0: No, much- why would you buy somebody who's supposed to be relegated?
2: Because I presumably they're cheap.
0: Yeah, probably. but then we, but then they go immediately down to wherever the fifth division is. It's probably like <laughs> league seven.
2: No, because- see, I mean they, they call it maths over there with an S. So I don't think they really know how it works.
0: I think maths makes more sense than math. Mathematics. Duh. Uh no, you want somebody that's like, if you're gonna buy a team, you go to the fourth of it, you go to championship two, and you buy the club that's in like sixth.
2: Uh congratulations to Hartlepool United. We're coming for you.
0: Yes! <laughs> I was hoping it was gonna have a very english name
2: yeah they're uh they were they were uh created in 1908 and their mascot is a stag
0: a stab stag with a g stag oh that's way cooler
2: yeah so Hartlepool united uh in 15 years when we make some amount of
0: money we're coming for you yeah so we basically just bought house baratheon i'm in
2: yep house baratheon
0: united Yes, Uh, that is what we're changing it to. You can't stop us because we (laughs) own the team now. See, that's how that works. Uh, So, okay, so
2: elsewhere in the Premier League, so yesterday, Saturday's games. um, Basically, I I don't think that there was anything all that interesting yesterday. Like, things happened sort of the way you expected them to. Yeah. Um, I guess the only weird thing would have been that Crystal Palace drew with Brentford. Um, Like, I, I guess you would expect Crystal Palace to win that game, but... That's not like, like if you're, if your big upset of the, of the, of the weekend is Crystal Palace drew with Brentford, then then it's a pretty chalk weekend.
0: Right. And, and maybe we're just underestimating Brentford. I it's mean, possible. Yeah. Cause we're giving them shit. Cause they were, you know, the, the recently promoted squad or whatever. But I mean, part of this is because I do want to hope that Arsenal sucks, but they beat Arsenal and they tied with
2: Palace, Palace
0: no. in their first two weeks. Like maybe we're just not giving them, we're la- we laughed at, Arsenal because it's funny and we're laughing at Crystal Palace but maybe you know Brentford's better than we think they are and this is actually kind of legit uh, results yeah I mean they're 1-0-1 against the City of London so
2: <laughs> I, I, I guess now we got to see like when, when do Brentford play the next team that they play from London uh, the next time Brentford play a team from London will be Chelsea on October 16th best of luck
0: yeah, that's going to go really well.
2: Yeah, so they're they're uh, so the, we assume that they're going to be one one and one there against the city of London, and then they have a midweek game against Spurs to determine whether or not they they carry a winning record into into the second round
0: robin, which I am not excited about. No, they seem like they're kind of a chaos club, which usually we're super in favor of. Right, um,
2: but now shout out Leeds. Yeah. Uh, speaking of chaos, are you? Did you watch any of what happened in
0: France today? I did not. What happened in France today?
2: Malice in the palace.
0: Excellent. <laughs> Which stadium? Uh, nice. Oh, even better. The like isn't. It's like in the French Riviera, right? It's like a beach. Yep. It's a beach resort town. Sure is. It's very nice. And as you say, it's spelled nice. That's even, <laughs> that's great. The irony here is off the charts. Uh so so the reason
2: that that we you know many of our listeners would be aware of this game in the first place is that of course um Conrad Della Delafuente plays for Marseille he came off the bench that doesn't really matter the game itself was not that interesting what was interesting was the part where uh the fans came out of the stands and choked out the center forward for Marseille
0: amazing i always love it when the Security at like lesser European clubs is so bad that fans just manage to get on the field whenever they want to.
2: Yeah, I mean it was it was uh so so con like I'll 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 spell it out for you and, and for those of our listeners who didn't didn't know about it. But um so Conrad wins a corner and then uh some fan throws a water bottle filled with, let's say lemonade, uh and <laughs> hits um hits Dimitri Payette. Payet Payet Payette, Payette? Payette? Uh, like square in the middle of the shoulder blades. Uh, uh he goes down. Well yeah. He, that because, is a projectile. Yeah, because he, he, he got hit square. Uh he gets up pissed and throws it back. Ha
0: pun. Okay, go on.
2: Nice. Uh so throws it back, and then uh the Nice Ultras uh go full CONCACAF and just start throwing shit onto the field. Amazing. Uh, but then uh, Payette and the other members of Marseille, other than Conrad, who we'll get to in a second, um, start jawing, like they they start jawing at the at the fans. And then all hell broke loose. They got onto the field. There was a huge brawl. One of the Marseille coaches like one punch knocked out one of the ultras. Uh, I think I'd retweeted that, so check that out. But it was it was he hit him clean, and I don't feel bad because if you're a fan and you find yourself uh, on on the field or on the court. Uh, and you get hit flushed by a professional athlete, yeah, that's what's going to happen.
0: Or a former professional athlete, or a right. guy whose sole job is to protect things. Like, you're not, you're yeah. not putting yourself in a position to win here, guy. But, and and it's, like, it's, it's something that I, I
2: don't know that we'll ever see truly in, in American football, certainly not in the NFL because of the corporate culture and nature and everything's so priced out. But like, you, could, you could imagine that there would be some sort of riot at a college football game. But can you imagine? Like, I'm assuming it's Miami, but you, you have a Miami game, and like, you know, they rush down on the field, and then suddenly you're standing face to face with a strength coach.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's very likely to happen in American college football either, just because I think that the idea of rushing the field was so is so pervasive already that they've got security measures in place where if anybody does, like if, it, if a mob does try to descend onto the field, they know how to get at least the players and everybody off quickly and efficiently.
2: And also there's an, there's an association in America with it being a positive.
0: Yeah, well, depends on who you speak to, I guess.
2: I mean, we, we always, I mean, in, in my mind, if I said uh, the fans stormed the field, in a in an American football context.
0: Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Okay, I agree.
2: Yeah. So so I, I think that there's like just like a different um understanding of the whole thing.
0: Well, there uh, have also haven't been multiple stormings of American stadiums that led to massive deaths. Uh, like England had like seven of those before 1910. That is correct. It's a problem.
2: Uh you shouldn't do it. Uh or I mean, look. Like, here's my thing: is that you can do it if you want. You
0: just have to like you, you. can't be mad when it when the consequences are the consequences. Well, I mean, it's it's because whoever is has been the quality assurance officer of Miami the past ten years uh, apparently worked at English soccer stadiums in the 1980s, just willing <laughs> to okay anything.
2: <laughs>
0: Miami, yeah, it's fine.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> so, so above ground for now. <laughs>
1: That's blue Nile.com.
2: Uh, so uh, the other sort of big news of the weekend, there were, there were a couple of things that happened, um, that are sort of like American specific, but Weston McKinney didn't play because he got too many yellow cards. Uh, Chris Richards got like, yep. Chris Richards got like a two minute cameo. It didn't matter. Uh, Tanner Tessman got on the field in a loss. Did great. Uh, Josh Sargent got on the field in a loss. Obviously. (laughs) Uh, because he plays for Norwich. Uh, Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Tim Weah started and played fine in a tie. All of that is to say that Cristiano Ronaldo had the the weakest holdout that I've ever seen. Uh, so the, the the rumor from Fabrizio Romano, who is football wojo, um, he said Cristiano asked not to start so that he could be transferred. Now, right, report, but this is reported today, right? Yes. Okay. This, re- this was reported like three minutes before uh, kickoff. Well, before before lineups were released.
0: Oh, OK, because um, I saw um, earlier this week, I saw something that Ronaldo said that he basically said that he was. I thought it said that he wasn't going to do this, that he had decided that he wasn't going to seek a transfer of this window and he just wanted to play. And right. apparently either he changed his mind in four days or I completely misunderstood the poorly Italian translated article I read. Presumably, it would be Portuguese. Um, he be plays funny. in Italy. It was his own Instagram post. Oh, yeah, but that was one right. Okay, I saw. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah,
2: yep. Nope. So like, you're so right. like, you're 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 getting an Italian translation of a Portuguese translation. <laughs> you're getting an American translation of an Italian article about a Portuguese Portuguese Instagram post. Yes, like we're 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 down the the line here. But my understanding of it when I read it was him saying like. I don't want these problems. Nobody knows what they're talking about. I'm playing at Juventus. Go away. Basically. Um, and then, like, out of the blue today, it was like, hey, he's not starting because he's seeking a transfer. And to me, to me, if you're seeking a transfer and you're like, I don't want to start, it's the bullshit thing ever. Because it's like, just, just don't play. <laughs> like, if you're like, uh, I want to be, you know, I want to be healthy. Then it's like okay, we're not gonna play you. That's fine, whatever. Um, and if you're there, like play. But like, yeah, I, I actually just don't want to play the first sixty. Like, I'll, I'll I'll get some cardio for the last thirty. Is that okay with everybody? <laughs> I need my thirty minutes of
0: exercise to close my ring on my Apple Watch.
2: Um, but the the crazy thing about it is that he almost scored the game winner and then got called for offside, like with like in the ninety fourth minute.
0: Yeah, um, that's okay, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, in like the
2: 94th minute he took off his shirt, you know, running around, posing and then he was offside. Got a yellow and then it got called back for VAR. Yep. Correct. <laughs> Which is phenomenal. But like it makes you think and it makes you wonder. You look up and down European European teams. And normally the teams that could afford a uh-huh. Cristiano Ronaldo are the the two Spanish teams and Paris and Manchester United or, and, and the Manchester's probably Yes. Right. Yep. So the Spanish teams don't have any money. Right. And Paris, if Paris get Cristiano and Ronaldo, then like we're living in some very, very bored kids, FIFA simulation. Yeah. I don't even know if that would work. Um, I, 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 I just don't understand how it would function. Um, and then, or you have him going to Manchester City, which, K, okay, Or uh, Manchester United, but they seem pretty, pretty, like, stoked on the let's play without a striker or play Cavani.
0: Yeah, I don't think they want to spend, they wouldn't want to spend the money for a Ronaldo. And if he does go to Man City, I mean, the obvious implication is, sorry, Harry, you missed your window.
2: Yeah, uh, which I think would be really funny if, like, if, 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 like, Tottenham thought they were playing a game where they had no like they had no competition then bam Cristiano Ronaldo to Manchester City yeah which would be I I wonder how people would react to that because you know obviously he was a Manchester United guy um I, I I wonder how how people would feel about that because I like I know that Manchester United don't see Manchester City as their like chief rival because of I Michigan Ohio State shit
0: but like at this point, like that would that would piss you off, right? I don't know. I don't know how much people really care about outsiders switching. Switching to I don't know. I don't really know that many guys that have made the switch. I guess. but I guess it makes sense. I think well, the I, switch from like Arsenal to Chelsea is more common than the switching of the Manchester's.
2: Um, well, there's an entire Wikipedia page devoted to players who went back and forth between Tottenham and Arsenal.
0: Yeah so like it's it's enough of a
2: thing that people like note it but i like i i don't i don't know that people would be like at manchester united they'd be like traitor you know for a kid who who grew up at at fc porto i think
0: right and i don't well i don't even know how much uh it would be a, a question of going from manchester united to manchester city or a question of playing for pep because i don't think he has a very good relationship with pep
2: well i mean he he was at Madrid um during perhaps Barcelona
0: heyday. Yeah, right. Uh
2: I, I need to correct myself. It wasn't he wasn't Porto. He was at uh sporting CP.
0: Oh, I always thought he was Porto too.
2: Yeah. Well that's because we I, I think that if you put a gun to our head we could name three four Portuguese team total.
0: Uh I'm not sure I can get more than two you just named.
2: Uh Benfica.
0: Oh yeah, okay. I could all right, I could do if I tried.
2: And then Boa Vista because that's where Reggie Cannon plays.
0: Yep. Beyond that, not really. No. Nope. Um,
2: so that that's sort of the 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 fun news. I I I would love it. I would love it if he ended up uh, on the move because like it, it would be like one of those examples of like oh we think we know what's going on. Bam,
0: screw you. Well, it's also one of those things where like so. Let's say he doesn't get his transfer this window, but he's he kind of knows he's getting transferred in the in the winter window. Does he just continue not starting games for the entire first half of the season? <laughs> like, turns into like the, the world's like most overpaid
2: Arjen Robben.
0: <laughs> yeah, like if you're just you're trying to as hard as you can to score as many goals as you can in the first sixty minutes, just so you know how many you have to stop him from scoring in the last thirty. It, like the 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 tactics of the whole thing become
2: fascinating. It'd be it's really like, funny. It's like you you keep out your best central defender because you know he's coming in at sixty.
0: Yeah, yeah, be, it be. It's, it's a giant chess match. Just knowing, like, okay, the best player, the second best player on the planet is coming in in sixty minutes. How much energy do we want to expend before that happens? I. It's it's a question. So
2: i uh I think now is the time before we uh before we we end to uh to have our on air uh assessment of our fantasy teams. uh what, what where are you at uh currently and and how much do you have left?
0: I think I'm at forty five. I've not checked it in, in a little while. I think I'm at forty five with three to play. I have three west Ham guys. uh That's a decision. i uh
2: am at forty six with three to play. Two two Leicester one West Ham.
0: Is one of those Leicester uh, Jamie Vardy? It is yes. Great. Okay. Wonderful. This is. I'm probably not going to win this week. Jamie Vardy,
2: uh, as a long time listener of the pod, we've we've discussed this extensively. Um, if you could score some goals, it would be funny.
0: It's always funny, always funny when Jamie Vardy scores a goal.
2: I like. I really want him, uh, I, and I'm glad that he's now like aware of uh, upstate New York because it means that he's. Probably going to interact at some point with somebody um from Philly. And he, <laughs> like imagine imagine the goal celebration because like in America we had this like very like brief time in which touchdown celebrations were awesome. Yes. Like, do you remember when Joe Horn took out a cell phone? Yes. <laughs> or wait, wait, was he, was he the cell phone or the sharpie?
0: Joe Horn was the s- cell phone. The Sharpie was Terrell.
2: Okay. So Carol. Yeah. In my head, uh, there's a a possibility that Jamie Vardy and Terrell Owens uh, get get together and and Jamie Vardy goes back to England, scores a goal, takes the ball, signs it and punts it into the crowd.
0: That would be amazing. (laughs) um, Yeah. Jamie Vardy learning like American football celebrations or Jamie Vardy learning American sarcasm are going to be two great outcomes of this move. Yeah, and like it's not like Jamie Vardy needs like further help being a douche. Right. It's <laughs> just adding <laughs> another arrow
1: to that quiver.
0: How you doing, coach? I'm doing great today, coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app.
2: And, well, you know, I I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app.
0: You know, you'd be surprised to find out. Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm I'm sure that it's like
2: you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing
0: software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't
2: mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app.
0: It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa, Uh, or you, Greg, right?
2: Uh, And not just you, Greg, you Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Berhalter,
0: who who I assume listens.
2: Does do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter
0: listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one?
2: I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G.
0: No, that's just that's incredibly wrong.
2: (laughs) Um, but you know, people listen to our our podcast, and they. They listen to it all over the place. So, does that happen by magic?
0: It, it might. I don't know how we got a check Republic
2: listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple
0: Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy <laughs> to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services.
2: And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Are what more do you audiences.
0: need than those three?
2: Right, our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pra- paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app?
0: I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined.
2: We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos,
0: you could do that. That's your choice. Your awesome. ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so... Using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, So, it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place, through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So,
2: do you, want to, do you want to do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS, um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you, too, can Trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos.
0: That's really the dream. Man. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. How you doing?
2: Oh, you know, living the dream. It's a, uh, it's, a it's a lovely Friday morning, uh, and um, apparently the most the most useful thing that Bill Simmons has ever done is. Provide the platform for which the Jeopardy host gets fired.
0: Wait, what happened? So, uh, did you see what happened with the the Jeopardy host? I heard that he, they're replacing him already because he. But I heard it was because he was an asshole on uh, the Price is Right.
2: So it turns out he's just like a, a generally abhorrent person. He
0: had a podcast where he like made fun of Asians and Jews
2: and women, uh, and uh, Claire McNear of The Ringer. Uh, published like essentially like listened to all of the podcasts, all forty some episodes, and and he just is like a, a a piece of crap, and that's why he's stepping down because that got all revealed.
1: Yeah, I mean nice. he's like he's like a producer of network television. Like, is anyone surprised <laughs> that this person is awful? Uh,
2: no, but I I think what people were surprised about was that um they allowed the guy running the search to be hired. <laughs>
0: yeah that was always kind of weird, is that he just like he did the the dick cheney thing like oh i've I've vetted all of the personnel, and honestly, I don't think anybody can do as good of a job as I can, so it's me i I appoint myself
1: <laughs> uh, you know that whereas much more reasonable thing to do would be to appoint your son a la Jerry Colangelo
0: uh, right
2: um so yeah, so Bill Simmons, uh, I think gets credit for that. I mean, he he created the forum for which that was handled. Although I guess like that's like that's sort of like uh, is, it, is it mail time in Charlotte?
0: I was really trying to avoid that. It is. Well, that's <laughs> that's the way
2: it goes. Uh, so to all of our listeners, um, if you have dogs, sorry for that, because I assume that just hopped them up a little bit. But, yes. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 Bill Simmons uh getting a mediocre white guy to lose his high paying position. Uh I I don't know if that's irony. But uh it's something. <laughs> I
0: don't know if it's irony, unless he causes himself to lose his own position. Uh I think that that would be
2: yeah, I suppose that would be like O Henry irony. This is like Alanis Morissette irony.
0: So not irony at all.
2: Canadian irony. <laughs>
0: Dave
1: Couillé irony. Right, which is just, like,
2: a funny thing that happened that I'm sort of uh, sort of surprised about.
1: Did he, like, record any shows before he got fired, or did he get, like, fired? Because like, it would be really funny to me if there's, like, two and a half episodes, and they, like, swap him out before Double Jeopardy.
2: Oh, that would be so funny. Uh, like, like, Pac-Man Jones style, just, like, retired halftime.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I, don't th- I don't think he filmed any of the new season. I think he just had his old, uh, like, his trial episodes that he filmed before.
2: Oh, do you know what the, funny, the funniest part about that article? Because it wasn't a funny article. It was an upsetting article. But the funniest part about the article was that he was the one who um, chose which episodes were reviewed for, for, like, potentially choosing the new host. So, like... When the when like the whoever was in charge of you know whoever was on the search committee got the episodes, he was the one who determined which episodes were reviewed, which I find really funny. Like which they were never like, Hey hey dude. <laughs> uh and then also he apparently put LeVar Burton intentionally on during um the Olympics so that he could say, Well, his his ratings were really bad.
0: Okay, but honestly that's kinda that's kinda smart.
1: Yeah, that that's that's yeah, it's pretty intelligent, but uh, I mean, yeah,
0: it's not, like, shitty thing to do, but yeah, yeah but you know, pretty funny. Uh, so,
2: so let's talk uh, about the uh, the the spherical pigskin thing. Um, Greg, you you shared with uh, with the group chat. I actually have no idea which group chat because we're in like seven, but um, there was a uh, I think it was um, a fantasy betting site had like amalgamated the. Um, the vaccination rates
0: yes. of all of the NFL teams. For so, the NFL teams. Uh, congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings, by far the last place team at 64%. Um,
1: they are under that, that the national... That make our listeners from Minnesota very happy.
2: No, but that's under the national average. And it's and it's quasi-mandatory.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll bet you you can also guess who the second lowest is, and I'll let you know they're at 75%.
2: Tim, I've I've already looked at this. I don't know if you have.
1: I haven't looked at it. If I had to, it, it's so hard because like it doesn't necessarily like correlate with like even where that team is located necessarily. Like you wouldn't one pick does. Minnesota. This one does. Yeah, uh, Dallas Cowboys. No, uh, Indianapolis Colts at seventy
2: five percent. Although there 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 are there are two lurking variables here, which is that we do not have uh, re- reports for the Houston Texans, which is got to be low. Um, and the New England Patriots because Bill Belichick will never, never stop being Bill Belichick.
1: Yeah, I want, like, I feel like Bill Belichick probably comes out on on this one, like, pretty hard. I just don't know. It's like, I, I guess given their vaccination rates, I'm going to assume Belichick is, like, very pro-vax and is, like, forced.
0: Yeah, I mean... I'm going assume Belichick is kind of the same way as, like, Saban. He doesn't really care about you know, the arguments for or against or anything, but it's a way that he might possibly lose a game and he's not going to fucking stand for that. So you all have to go get your, you all have to go get vaxxed.
2: Yeah. Like the, the Alabama has, what, what was it? All but one player is vaccinated.
0: I don't even think it's a player. I think it's just a, whatever they call like essential personnel. So, so, could, so like
2: could be staff could be, could be, could be anybody like that.
1: Um, I, I just want to point out that shortly after talking about Bill Belichick, I was thrown out of the group chat. So he, in fact, does still control everything.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah, never, never questioned it.
2: I mean, like, it's 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 a funny thing because it, it goes back to, like, the whole the whole thought process that, like, Bill Belichick is probably the most organized and efficient person in America. But we've decided to put that person in charge of a football team instead of, like, I don't know, health and human services.
0: The Defense Department?
2: Uh yeah. Well I I, I guess like based on the, the reports. This isn't a political podcast, but based on the reports, you could be the head of the de- defense department and nobody's gonna listen to you anyways. So <laughs> you can just sort of say whatever you want and uh nothing nothing changes. Um so we're we're here to talk about some uh some Pac twelve over unders. Um so uh so Tim, are are you excited?
1: Oh I just you know, couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited in anticipation.
2: <laughs> so before we get started, um, Tim, I, I, I want to do this because I, I think this is this is something that, that most of our listeners will struggle with. Um, can you name a starting quarterback in the Pac-12 right now?
1: Anthony Brown. Uh, Kelton Slovis.
2: Keaton Slovis.
1: Close enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to him.
2: Yeah,
0: it's about right.
1: <laughs>
2: uh
1: hold on. It's like Arizona State is the same guy. I don't remember his name though. Um,
2: uh, Jaden Daniels.
1: Yep, that's the one.
2: Um, okay, so we're we're gonna start with with your with your team. Um, they have an over-under of nine point which is weird according to DraftKings, um, who don't sponsor us in any fashion, but theirs was the easiest to look up. So uh You've lost, you've lost, uh, uh, what is it? Did, did you, do you have, a, do you have a new defensive coordinator?
1: Off, uh, yes. New defensive coordinator.
2: So Kayvon Thibodeau and friends have a new, have a new defensive coordinator. Joe Moorhead is in year two.
1: Yeah. Year 1.5. Cause last year they only played like a handful of games.
2: So, so we're going to say he had an extended spring with some, some scrimmages. Um, 1.5 years. Uh So, what do you say at nine are you getting, taking the over or the under? Keep in mind, keep in mind that that that, that Oregon does do that thing that Oregon does where they have a serious game um, against a serious opponent. They go to Columbus this year so like,
0: are, are we counting bowl games no uh, no no okay These don't count bowl games or conference championships, so
1: this is just regular season'm yeah, so take t- the, I'm going to take the under. Just because I feel like there's a chance you have game, like the Pac 12 will cancel a game or two for COVID reasons and like you won't get it back. So, so
2: you're saying like eight, oh, you know, eight, two, and two?
1: I'm thinking like eight, three, and one.
2: Eight, eight, three, and one. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so you're, you're thinking at, at Ohio State in Seattle and in Utah are, are tough games?
1: Yes. I, You know the quarterback situation does not sound very settled. It sounds like the uh, the true freshman has been taking a lot of first team reps, which you know not great. Yeah, (laughs) against like you know a a sixth year senior who just chased Tyler Shuck out. You know, and not not what you want. Not what you want to hear. So not
2: what you want to hear.
1: I, I don't know that the quarterback situation is going to be clear and settled by week two. Uh, and that does not bode well for going into Columbus. No, that will not be fun. Um, But
2: as we learned last week on the pod, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, sponsored by United Airlines, and so if you, any of our listeners in Eugene, want to fly there, uh, there are specific flights in that regard.
0: Uh, I'm looking at the ESPN win totals, and ESPN seems to be Fairly high on the Pac-12, really. I wow. mean, Washington at nine. This is a first. Uh, Arizona <laughs> State at nine. They've got Oregon at nine, and they've got USC and Utah at eight and a half each. I mean, wow. they're, they're like powerhouses, but that's. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is that if if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna,
2: if you're gonna set an over under for Washington and Oregon both at nine, that means that you're really expecting them to win ten. And so, if you're expecting them to win ten, I mean. That would be the best year in the Pac-12 North since, like, what, 2013? Yeah, it's been a
1: while. But, I mean, based on their win-losses, that's that's not a team going to the college football playoff.
2: No, but it's the Pac-12. No team is going to the college football playoff.
1: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs>
2: um, although, I guess the the incoming Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12 uh Unity conference? I, I don't even know
1: what oh, I, like I like Unity conference.
2: Uh, the Unity conference to um, although it's 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 weird because like what we're really doing is it's the SEC versus everybody and we did that once and the SEC lost. It was in the 1860s. Oh. <laughs> oh. double oh. joke. <laughs> I guess it's it's not timely but it's always relevant <sighs> unfortunately. Um, okay. So now we, we're going to go with uh, the University of California, Berkeley. They're over under five point five. Um, they've got they've got non conference games against TCU and Nevada, uh, and they they miss Utah and Arizona State.
1: I'm going with the under here. Yeah, I'm going under.
0: I have, I don't know anything about Cal Berkeley, so I'm going to go under.
2: Well, see, like that's sort of the point. It's like. Betting on Pac-12 games is the ultimate like,
0: eh. what? What? What do you feel? Because well, even when they have like strong offensive stars and everything, they still like Aaron Rodgers only won like eight games his senior year. <laughs> Marshall well, that- on a nine-win team or something like it's still not great.
2: Well, the thing is, is that Cal. Cal, as far as I can remember, and, I, and I'm going back, like, a long time here in my, in my own memory. I can't remember Cal ever being, a, like, a serious contender for a Pac-12 title. Ever.
1: Wasn't there, I mean... Was it, like, the Kyle Bowler year? Wasn't there, like, one year that they, like, actually pushed USC in the midst of, like, the, the Pete Carroll dynasty?
2: I remember they... they, they well, they can always hang. Like, like, Cal teams always, like, have that ability to just, like, go off and ruin somebody's season. But like going into a year, Kyle Bowler accepted. You you might be right about that because remember that Aaron Rodgers, when he was at at Cal, like nobody thought he was anybody any good, Um, and Marshawn Lynch was in the midst of that era of um, that era of running backs that in the Pac-12 that was just like phenomenal, Uh, like i just, I just I don't think Cal's any good, and I think that we're we're fully within our rights to say under five point five, knowing nothing else. Uh, yeah.
0: the let's see. the best season they've had uh this millennia. they've had two. They had two, two. Ten and three year in two thousand six and a ten and two year in two thousand four. uh the two to- two thousand six team was led by Nate Longshore. Sure. I'm listener. Sure. And, and uh, Aaron Rodgers' senior year was the other one, so he won ten games as a senior with him and Marshawn on the same team.
2: I, I and that says everything
0: you need to know about the Cal
2: Bears.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Marshawn wasn't even the starting running back. Again, wait was that <laughs> was that a, was that a Tedford head coach team? It was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was. There's a Noah Smith on this roster. Of course. Not one.
2: Not. Not. Not that Noah Smith.
1: Nothing, um, no.
2: uh so speaking of Smith's Jonathan Smith, Tim, do you know who Jonathan Smith is? No, Head coach at Oregon State. okay <laughs> <laughs> um, so they uh, they had a, a surprisingly strong team last year or two years ago. like like I remember hearing that they like didn't get blown by, out by 30 in a game, and I was like, ah, good job,
1: excellent. Things, um, are, go- things are going well up in Corvallis.
2: Way to go. Over under 4.5. What do you got? Oh, my God. They, they have non-conference games against Purdue and Hawaii. And they have to go to USC, to Washington State, Cal, Colorado, and Utah. All of their tough games are on the road. This is a two-win team.
0: Are they, wait, where where do they play Purdue and Hawaii? I believe uh, they go to Hawaii and they get Purdue
1: at home. Wait, doesn't that mean they get an extra game then if they go to Hawaii?
2: Is that still a thing? I don't know. Uh, I actually
1: don't know the answer
2: to that. So, get 13 games if you play at Hawaii. You yeah. You... In in the non-conference, you get an extra game because, uh, and you can start a week early if you want.
1: Because you have to be there for like 14 days. <laughs> yeah,
2: and otherwise nobody would ever go.
1: Yeah, why would you ever go to Hawaii otherwise?
2: Like I remember in the in the John L. Smith era, um, Michigan State went to Hawaii for like the last game of the season. And it was essentially a bowl game.
0: Well, yeah, you're in Hawaii.
2: Right. Uh, they go to Purdue week one. So uh, at, at I guess, 7 p.m. Uh, or 6 p.m. Central kick time at, at Purdue.
1: God, I, the- I'm, I'm taking the under here. I mean, I think that they're going to, like, pull out a couple of games. But that, that Hawaii at Hawaii is tough. At Purdue is tough. And then...
2: Oh yeah. no no! Sorry sorry. They get they get Hawaii at home. Okay. But they have. I mean, this is a brutal stretch. It, it, so after their non-con, they go at USC home versus Washington at Washington State home versus Utah at Cal at Colorado. This is a death a death schedule. I I, I don't think I think they win two games.
0: Um. I mean, I, yeah. I'm very confident they they win less than five. So yeah. Uh,
2: so okay, so Stanford and 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 this is, this is actually one of the the sadder things that have happened, I guess not if you don't like Stanford, but Stanford's over under is three point five under David Shaw. What? H- how? <laughs> I I I mean they, they have a a brutal schedule, but like still, like over. Yeah, I mean you take the over, but like. Their defense was bad last year, but like last year, but like they gave up 32 points a game last year. And they this year they have, uh, they have, they they have, uh, they do not play a game against the non power five. They have Kansas State, Vanderbilt, and Notre Dame. Well, I guess Notre Dame's not really yeah. power five. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like that's, that's, that's awful. That's just terrible
1: scheduling. Like, why do yeah. you do that? Yeah, they'd probably put it on the schedule back, you know, when they were a good football team.
2: I I mean, like, the thing is, I would never want to play Kansas State. Nothing good happens when you play Kansas State for, like, going on 30 years now. Like, it's like, best case scenario, it's like a a, a service academy game. Like, you're just going to get the crap beaten out of you for 60 minutes, and then you have to go play somebody else next week
1: but it sounds like that team's Vanderbilt. So you kind of shrug your shoulders and you're like, we'll make it work against Vanderbilt. Well, Vanderbilt's team is being very generous.
2: Well, Vanderbilt also has an anchor. So maybe like between Kansas State and Vanderbilt, like it's like a vague Navy vibe.
1: That makes absolutely no sense.
2: Moving on. Washington, nine games.
1: Over simply because the world likes to spite me.
2: (laughs) So... Tim uh, believes that the world hates him, and therefore Washington will win the Pac-12 North. Yes. Although I I don't know how much you can say that the world hates you because last year your team got into the title game because of COVID
0: twice.
1: Yeah, that was pretty awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A win is a win.
1: Um, win. Hey, all all I know is uh, Pac-12 champions. You know, how how you get there, what you look like along the way, not important, but... uh, You just got
2: to win... We brought home the the hardware. Win the last game of the season. That's all you got to do.
0: Pretty much. Uh, The only thing I know about Washington is that they play at Michigan this year. So, under?
2: Uh, I'm going to say over because they miss USC and Utah in
0: crossover games. Oh, that helps a lot. That that helps a lot. Yeah.
2: So, you miss (laughs) USC and Utah and you get Oregon at home. Uh, I, I think that that's that's fine. This is the, hold on, hold on. So I'm, I'm going through this on Athlon. Um, and, and so we're at Washington state, the last team in the, in the PAC 12 North left. And I'm just going to read you what Athlon has to say about Washington state. Okay. Tell me when you, uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear when you start laughing a normal off season should help coach Nick Rolovich implement his run and shoot offense. <laughs> I, I Is is this what a normal offseason for Nick Rolovich looks like?
0: Arguing with multiple (laughs) science findings, (laughs) I'm sure it is with the governor of his state.
2: (laughs) Uh, And so so this came up a ton this last week is that Nick Rolovich uh, gets paid more than Jimmy Lake, who's the head football coach at Washington. Um, Nick Rolovich is the highest paid employee in the state of Washington. Uh, And until the governor said vaccine or you're fired dude refused to do the right thing so like, oh,
0: he had somebody had to explain to him that that affected him right he wasn't even like oh yes i'm a state employee he was like suckers they're gonna have to get oh what's that 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 uh, oh oh that's me too shit well i i guess
2: the question is is like who are the major donors in pullman like i don't know who manufactures fireball but i assume
0: it's them Gardner Minshew?
1: Possible. Uh, it's a family, re- Minshew, Minshew family recipe, actually.
2: <laughs> it's like Malort, but for the Pacific Northwest.
1: It's the Malort guy.
2: <laughs> um, but so, so the over under for Washington state is six. And I think you have to take the under because you assume that there are going to be five different COVID outbreaks.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh,
2: <laughs> So, so let's, let's run, run through the South um, quickly, just because I I don't think that we care as much about the Pac-12 South, given uh, the proclivities of our Pac-12 correspondent. Uh, Arizona, before I give you the number, who do you think the coach is at at the University of Arizona?
0: Could not tell you. We
2: have talked about it several times on this podcast.
0: I know. Mm -hmm. Still could
1: not tell you.
2: Tim? He
0: replaced someone.
2: Yep. He did replace someone. He replaced
1: Kevin Someone. Anything? No, I'm going to be mad as soon as you tell me. Jed Fish. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> and Jed Fish coming in with his notable high-powered offense, such friend as the friend of the pod, you know, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, and uh, notable high-powered offenses. You might remember him from such offenses as 2015 Michigan. And if you don't remember Michigan being particularly explosive or good on offense, that you're you'd be right. Uh, he is over under two and a half games. And Athlon takes the under.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I probably do too.
2: Uh they're
1: non conference.
2: BYU, SDSU and uh, tomato can. So I think I think they, they go one and two in the non con and then it's like, can you find two two games in the Pac twelve to win?
0: Uh, do they play Oregon State? <laughs> uh nope.
1: Then no,
2: <laughs> they go to Washington State and to Colorado.
1: Yeah, it was good there. Life. Didn't they get? Didn't they lose their rivalry game last year, like seventy to seven?
2: That's what got Kevin
1: Sumlin fired. Uh-huh.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Jaden Daniels and friends under Herm Edwards, uh, nine wins. But keep in mind, uh, everybody on their staff might be fired in a week.
1: Yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the under that that it just sounds like if the uh if the ncaa has any backbone left which you know not sure if they do uh they're they're gonna have a tumultuous year what did arizona state do everything Um. (laughs) they paid players they had players
2: doing workouts on this was all during COVID. um they paid players they had players on campus doing workouts they did the Scott Frost thing where they had, recru- or, um, they had recruits on, on campus doing workouts. They had recruits at local parks throwing for them. They had practices in uh, Herm Edwards' local park. Like, it was like everything you can think of that you would think the NCAA would be like mildly annoyed about. They did all
0: of it. Yeah. <laughs> it Herm, nobody was paying attention.
2: I think Herm doesn't care. And I'm not sure that Herm is aware that he's the head coach. Like, like, they, they talked about, like, remember, like, when he was brought in, like, they had like, all those business school buzzwords about CEO and delegation. I think he's there as a figurehead. I'm not sure that he he knows that he he lives near Tempe, Arizona. Like, I I bet he lives in a nice house in Scottsdale.
1: I was going to say, think, I, I figured I think he might he live know. out of state. They fly him in for the games.
2: <laughs> Maybe.
0: No, he's I, old. He retired to Arizona.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, he probably, I think, I bet he plays more golf than Spurrier these days. That... That's
0: five
2: bar. Yeah, I
0: think Spurrier plays thirty-six a a day. I I'd be willing
2: to bet that Spurrier averages averages twenty-seven
0: holes of golf a day every week. Uh that seems honestly kind of likely. Yeah, like I I I bet you
2: you know, yeah. Okay, so Colorado's at four point five. Who's the head coach of Colorado?
1: Still couldn't tell you. Is it like McIntyre?
2: Nope. Hasn't been hasn't been Dan uh whatever in like ten years. Uh it's Carl Durrell. Now if you don't sure. know who Carl Durrell is, it's because uh he's not somebody you should know. Um uh, but uh so they 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 have they they have Colorado at 4.5 um and they get <laughs> Arizona and Oregon state at home.
1: I think they were 4 and 2 last year. I'm going over.
2: Yep, that's true.
1: Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the over on that as well. That seems like two gimmies. Who's there out of conference?
2: Northern Colorado at home as well.
1: Okay, there's three.
2: And then I think I think they play Colorado State, which will be tough because I think Colorado State's good this year and I don't know who their other one
1: is. Yeah, I'm taking the over on that one. Yep, all right.
2: Uh, UCLA seven
1: under. Yeah,
0: no way.
2: Uh, no, no love for Chip Kelly squad.
1: No,
0: no.
2: <laughs> I, I like how like we everybody on this podcast like knows extensive amounts about Chip Kelly, and we're we all look at this sevens like that's not happening. <laughs> there,
1: there, there was a time, but the, that time has passed. That time has
0: passed. There was a time. I can't, uh, believe,
1: okay. he, I can't believe he still has a job.
0: I can't, yeah, it's his fourth year. I can't believe they gave him four years. Uh, yeah. Uh, what percentage
1: I, is... The, then again, the uh, the LA schools don't seem too keen on uh, letting go of their coaches.
2: Clay Helton will be there until the heat death of the universe. You can't tell me differently. Uh, but you can tell me that USC is over under nine. So if, if I know anything about USC and Clay Helton, they'll go eight and four. So people will be mildly annoyed, but not enough to actually
0: fire him. I was going to say, I think he, uh, like the Clay Helton sweet spot is like a 75% winning percentage. Uh,
2: 93,
0: eight and four. Yeah. Yep. Right yeah. in
2: there.
0: Uh,
1: Set so your
2: calendar to it. <laughs> So the last team we have before we we have our predictions of of who gets to the Pac-12 title game, because this is accidentally turned into a Pac-12 preview. Uh, Utah over under eight and a half. I'm going to take the over.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the over too. It it feels like there's going to be a glut of nine win teams and they're going to be one of them.
2: Yeah, it's it's like um, the the Pac-12 feels a whole lot like the ACC Coastal right now, where it's like instead of everybody going six and six, uh, everybody's going to go 9 and 3, except for Oregon State and Arizona, who are going to go 0 and 12. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so then, who are, who are our picks for, uh, for the title game and, and who, who wins it all? Tim, what do you got?
1: I'm going to say Oregon in the North. However, a bout of COVID takes them out of it and sends <laughs> Washington to a makeup Pac 12 championship against utah and, and who I'm, I'm giving it to the utes this year
2: the utes take it down under kyle whittingham and his inability to drink coffee greg what do you got
0: uh i also think oregon wins the north i don't think covid takes them down and i also think utah wins the south and i think utah is the champion wow wow
2: uh i'm gonna go with uh I actually think Arizona State is going to win the South because I think this is going to be a stupid year and Jaden Daniels is good. Uh, I think Oregon is going to win the North and I think Oregon's going to take it home because I think Herm Edwards is going to think that it's, uh, it's a, it's like a best of, of seven series because he's been watching a lot of baseball because as he gets older, you know, it just feels a little more his speed.
0: <laughs> Entirely possible. <laughs> I just think that Utah, Utah just likes to pick rock fights and I feel like the rest of the conference just doesn't want to deal with that at this point yeah
2: i I mean i can't imagine what i'm hoping for is that you get like a a a pac-12 title game on that they always have it on like friday night um and utah's fans invade uh silicon valley and you just get that wonderful clash of of mormons and uh silicon valley tech douchebags and they have to interact for a weekend and i'm that's all i want
0: wait pac-12 still hasn't moved their title game to vegas
2: Wait, have they? I don't think so. Because if it's in Vegas, it's way funnier.
0: Yes, it is.
2: Y'all want to go to Vegas for the Pac 12 title game?
0: I it's <laughs> way it, it, it is in Vegas. Kind of, yeah. This is going to be great.
2: <laughs> I, like, can you imagine how pissed Vegas would be if Utah goes? <laughs> uh,
0: uh, my, my cousin's getting married the next day. I won't be able to make it.
2: <laughs> is your cousin getting married in Vegas?
1: No, in Connecticut. Wow. I mean, is there any opportunity to move the venue?
0: Yeah, I mean, COVID. Uh, like, there's yeah, got to be out like, clauses.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll just have we'll just have them relocate.
1: Yeah, have a move. Legion
0: Stadium has to have some sort of event space, right? Oh, so if so. you if you
2: can't get married at Legion Stadium, then what are we even doing here? Special thank you to our guest Tim for. His uh, ability to come here and preview the Pac-12 with all of his expertise. Um, you can find Greg on Twitter at MrMojoRising89. And you can find all of us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we're talking everything uh, at us. We'll probably respond unless you're mean, and then we probably won't respond. But you can find us on Twitter most of the time at... Uh, we are not on Instagram. We're working on it. We're going to get that up and running shortly. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, a special thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor App and the Smith Workforce Management Group. And a special thank you to you, the listener. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your kids, tell your cousins to uh, to check us out. And uh, thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you next time.
0: Podcast Network.